Good afternoon and welcome back to Coffee with a Kick. Champions League action done and dusted until next week, of course. Uh, but I, it, uh, as a matter of fact, I think that these quarter, well, these rounds of 16 might be pretty interesting going into the reverse fixtures for some of them. Um, we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, how are you doing today, Keegan? Well, you know, I'm doing fine other than the fact that I did not do too hot on my Champions League picks. I yes. Round of 16, there's typically always a few shockers. And mm-hmm. as we'll talk about, there were there are some teams that could move on that I was not expecting to move not on. Not expecting at all. So, that does remind me, though, that we forgot to review where we currently are for our, our, our Champions League picks uh, from the group stages. Uh, I am a even keel, 48 and 48 after our group stages uh, with my best group being Group G, Manchester City's group, because theirs were very easy. My worst being Group B, our uh, group of Sevilla, Arsenal, PSV, and Lens. That one was a tricky group for me. Only four and eight, nine and three for the group G. For you, not faring so well, 45 and 51 in total. Uh, in group F, you went an impressive one and 11. Uh, you only got one group of death pick right the whole time. So that's pretty cool. That's actually pretty cool for you. Uh, uh, Newcastle, a perfect 0 for 6. Uh, and Dortmund, a perfect 0 for 6. I actually had uh, two that I was 6-0 and 0 on. Uh, the Manchester City, which you got one of them wrong. You thought they were going to draw Leipzig, I believe it was. No, no, you said they were going to draw uh, Young Boys on the home fixtures, what it looks like, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was got- the last. It was the last match day. They were playing Young Boys. I was thinking we were going to put our Young Boys out there, and we did. Yes. So second to last, the last match day was it's uh, Red Star Belgrade. It's fair. It's fair. Oh, yeah. right, right. Real Madrid, I also got 6-0. and uh, You had a couple 5 and ones, But yeah, we're hoping to pick it up here. Uh, see if we can get you back to even keel by the end of the knockout stages. Like you said, not looking great so far. Uh, that'll just bring us right into it. Uh, first match day for Tuesday, we had RB Leipzig taking on Real Madrid there uh, in the runner-up of Group G, winner of Group C match. And then Copenhagen hosted Manchester City, runner-up of Group A and winner of Group G. I said that Real Madrid and City would win. They did. You said that RB Leipzig would win and City would win. And only one of those was correct. Um, the City match was was pretty interesting in the first half. Uh, it was actually quite similar to the weekend for Man City, where it was kind of an even match, but then you got the stoppage time first half goal and you felt the click of momentum for City. And then they essentially coasted the whole second half, really eating up. I mean, they seventy-five percent possession, and not a lot of uh, not a lot of quality attempts uh, that they had there. Just a lot of killing time. It felt like. Yeah, De Bruyne's tenth-minute goal. I felt pretty good about my assumption that we were just going to slaughter him in the first yeah, half. It did look like that initially, but then it's like we got the goal, and then we decided that we were just going to chill and then mm-hmm. Copenhagen scored and it was like oh no we're at home the home crowd's back into it Silva's goal right before half was pretty important um 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the 13 shots on target is very misleading. Because like yeah. you said, I think probably five or six of those were just duds. Yeah. Just kind of either falling to the keeper, a deflection that rolled to him. So overall, they got the win, but it wasn't pretty in the first half, really. No. No, it, the, the home side did keep their team in it for a long time. Even in the second half, uh, they they had they had them in it. Like it did, they never felt like they were doing anything, but it was at least interesting enough for them not to empty that. And then Foden's 90 plus 2 just kind of iced it away for sure. Um, it was inconsequential, really. Uh, and then to the RBL-Real Madrid match, this one was actually quite contested. Uh, both 51-49 split between Real and Leipzig, uh, uh, respectively. 15 attempts for both, but nine saves for the Real Madrid goalkeeper. I mean, it was it it was a back-and-forth match for the most part. Not a lot of offensive production, obviously, with a 1-0 victory for, for Real Madrid. But they kind of sat back after they got their 48th-minute goal, and they they took a lot of punches. Yeah, I mean, for a majority of the match, it was just when will Leipzig score? Yeah. I was not expecting them to get shut out at all. Like, they, those were no. quality saves. They weren't just, like, city shots against Copenhagen. They were ge- genuinely, like, good shots. And I that was a head-scratcher for me because Leipzig, I think, was the better team. Yeah, yeah. As far as flow, getting into the final third. But, yeah, I mean, they just could not finish. Nah, it was it was tough for Leipzig, yeah, because they were looking good, and it would have been, I mean, only giving up one away goal is pretty huge, though, because uh, then you if you can win, even if they score on the reverse fixture, if you just win two one, automatically through, don't have to worry about penalties or anything like that. So, so we'll see. It, it is it is three weeks until the next match. So you said that it was a high ankle sprain for for uh, oh. Golly, what's his face? Bellingham. Bellingham. So he yep. might be back for that one. Uh, it'll be. So a note oh. to say is that last year they got rid of the away goal uh, rule. The, oh, so that actually doesn't. That's not a tiebreaker anymore. It's not a tiebreaker anymore. So the away goal actually does not carry as much weight as it used to. Okay. So so now if they if they just go straight to extra time if it's drawn on on aggregate. Yep, so even if it was the 2-1 okay. scenario, it'd still go to overtime or extra time. Yeah, yeah. I get. I, I mean, I get it. I get it conceptually because they want more soccer. That's what they want. They yeah. want more soccer. So they're like, hey, why don't we just get rid of this tiebreaker, even though it's like kind of <laughs> makes sense. Uh, yeah. Because we want to have more extra time. We want to have more shootouts because that is, that is exciting. I mean, the last World Cup was incredible kind of because of that. Um, really good. I'm... Sad we were missed that. Uh, and then we go to the Wednesday action uh, with our second half of the match day. Um, no redeeming qualities as far as our picks are concerned. We both missed both of them. Uh, we both thought that Bayern would win. I thought the other one would be a draw, a 1-1 draw. You thought that Sociedad would win 2-0. Got that one backwards uh, because... Nice. Because what did you say? Well, the the Real Sociedad one, uh, very different halves. In the first half, it was a lot of Real Sociedad, a lot of possession, and PSG looked flat. But they come out banging in the second half, man. They they looked good. And then it, the one guy you said they had to worry about if it the PSG goes the way Mbappe goes, turns out that's true. 
uh, because he yeah. got the goal there in in the 58th minute, and it was incessant from PSG essentially the rest of the half. Um, they got a, a second one in the 70th minute with Barcola, and they just kind of coasted out from there. Uh, and Real Sociedad really didn't get anything going in the second half at all. First half, Sociedad stayed true to who they are. Really solid defense, try to get possession back, kind of lull the the other team into like a lazy defense almost. And like they didn't get any shots on target, but they looked a lot better. And it was like the second half, I don't know, they came out rattled. Like they did not look comfortable in the second half. Yes. And the Mbappe goal was inevitable. Mm-hmm. And then also the Barcolo goal was inevitable. So I it just it felt like second half they came out a different team than they were in the first half. It was strange. Yeah. So reverse fixture will be interesting to see how they respond. Yeah, it, it will be. See if that home side can keep them in it. Because, yeah, Real Sociedad looked good going – my draw looked good going into halftime. Uh, it was going to be a nil-nil draw, which I'm fine with. Um, but we will go to the other match, which unexpectedly had another team accrue zero shots on goal. I believe. Let me double check myself here. Yeah, another team ending up with zero shots on goal. However, this was Bayern. Bayern München ending up with zero shots on goal the entire match against Lazio, which they pretty much controlled. I mean, they didn't really have much of an attack. It was a very... Yeah, there was a... Uh, the red card in the 67th minute for uh, Upamecano uh, was earned i mean he stamped a dude in the box and gave them their goal lazio their goal uh and that was that was basically it the whole match was lazio getting that penalty there were only three other shots on goal uh, only three other shots on goal the rest of the match uh and they were all from lazio and being a man down in the six because even in the first half there was nothing doing for ben i don't know where they were yeah, you bring in Harry Kane to not let this kind of thing happen. Yeah. And I felt like he was non-existent. I mean, Lazio, yeah. if you play back the tape, they essentially played man-to-man defense on their like top four guys. Mm-hmm. It felt like they always had someone marking them 24-7. Center backs were always squishing in on Kane, not giving him room. So, I mean, it was well-worked as far as defense goes and just strategy. But, yeah, I don't... A team like Bayern getting no shots, I don't know if that's going to change at home. Yeah. Like, because Lazio didn't feel like their home crowd was that electric. Right. It, it didn't feel like they had that much of an advantage. So, I don't know. Lazio, I think they're just going to park the bus in the reverse fixture. They're just going to think, yeah, we just not don't give up a goal and we'll win. Yeah. So, that one went definitely different than, than what we had thought. I thought that was going to be a goal fest, and it ended up being literally the exact opposite of that, <laughs> except for it could have been, yeah, really the exact opposite of that, because even the goal was a penalty. It wasn't even a run of play goal. So, except for being a, a 0 0 draw, that's about as different as I could have expected it. Uh, but good on Lazio. Those are the two that went, Lazio going through would be a shocker for sure after Bayern München just swept their way through the group stages with with six wins. Um, the two seed, well, yeah, two seed, I think, because I think City had a better goal difference, technically. I mean, it doesn't actually mm. matter, but uh, but yeah, it's quite quite shocking, uh, that, those set of results there. But that, 
you know, I got I was 500 on the match day. You were uh, one in three, so not great. We'll try to get it better for the next one. Uh, we'll be back. So the, for the programming note, we'll be back on Sunday with the recap. Well, sorry, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, nope, Tuesday, because we have a match on Monday. So Tuesday, we'll have a, the recap for this weekend, plus predictions for the EPL midweek match, plus Champions League mid, midweek action. So we'll get that double dose there on Tuesday. Uh, but why don't we go ahead and take our hop, skip, and jump into the Premier League predictions for this weekend. Uh, oh, well, I want to I want to give a little segue and just Ooh. talk about the news of the blue card. Yes, yeah. that is being thrown out there as potentially being implemented this season. Really, I did not see that. Well, they're already throwing it into like other leagues. Like I think League One, League Two, they're already going to start it this weekend. Like it looked like they were thrown into leagues almost immediately. That's okay, and that that is a uh, it's a essentially an orange card, right? It's it's you get you get penalty boxed for you get sin binned, I think is how they're putting it uh, for twenty yeah, minutes. If you know anything about hockey? It's basically yeah, the penalty box. You're in there for a certain amount of time. They let you back out there. The other team has the advantage. I don't know if I like it. Like I think that it's just going to give teams an excuse to maybe give a guy a rest. And there's not like a yellow card is subjective, but there's something that's like, that's a yellow card. Yeah. Red card, some of it's subjective, but there's other that are objective. That's a red card. A blue card that I don't really know what's around the blue card that makes it different than a yellow. You know, like it's, really it's going to be a, it's going to be a growing pain process, really. And it feels like, it feels like a solution in search of a problem. Like, I don't know why we're trying to reinvent the wheel here. Yeah. And I guess it's to try to. So it's, Basically, it, it, it's I think it's probably not... going to, it's going to eat up marginal red cards. I don't think it will affect mm. yellow cards at all. I think they're trying to eat up marginal red cards to keep more people on the pitch is how I'm thinking through it right now. Um, because in the, when you go down to 10 men, if you know it's temporary, you can kind of, it, it will basically kill momentum for mm-hmm. 20 minutes rather than a whole match. So boys, but what, but did you just go, but what happens if it's the 72nd minute and you give somebody a blue card? So they're just down. He just won't come back on. They'll just be down to 10 for the rest of the match. Supposedly, he, right now, the time frame is potentially 10 minutes. 10 minutes. And I, I only know that because it was accompanied by a meme, and it was Casemiro, and it was every 10 minutes of the game he had gotten a blue card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it'll be interesting to see because if there's, not, if there's not lines that are telling the refs like exactly what a blue card offense is, mm-hmm. then it's going gonna, it's gonna to get interesting because is there more of a penalty if they already have a yellow card than they get a blue card? Is it less of it's? I don't know all the rules. It's going to be like VAR in the very first season. A ton of growing pains. Yeah, I don't see a necessary part for it because I think if if you do something so egregious that you have to leave the pitch, you probably should not come back. Right. (laughs) So I don't know, but it, it was worth noting to just mention it that it could be in the Premier League soon. We will see. I mean, we will see. It, it, it'd be a weird change to make most of the way through a season. 
So I could see them implementing it for next one. I just feel like that's a big wrench to throw in. Not necessarily a wrench, but just a unknown to throw into a season where they're already having issues with VAR. Now, they've, they've cleaned it up here since some of those issues earlier in the season. Um, but yeah. but it's definitely – they're just making problems for themselves, and it's it's yep. unnecessary. But we will we will cross that bridge when we come to it, which may be soon rather than later. Regardless, we have picks to make. Um, we have picks to make, and oh boy, I am so ready for them. Uh, I think that I'm going to do so well. D- am I just exuding confidence here? I think I am. I think I'm doing a great job. All right, uh, to feel, yeah. to yeah. Saturday. Uh, the 7.30 match. This one I do feel good about. This one I do feel good about. Brentford hosts Liverpool at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time at GTEC Community Stadium there in Brentford. Uh, I, I do have this one as a pretty tidy 3-1 victory for Liverpool. Liverpool's rolling pretty well right now. Yeah. Uh, they're looking aggressive. They're looking fast. They're looking good. Uh, since their little blip there with Arsenal 3-1, that was just a clash of titans. Uh, other than that, they've been, you know, aside from that, they had not lost since week seven against Tottenham. So I think that they continue to roll here against Brentford. And I don't think the Bees put up much of an effort, even though they beat my Wolves last week. Yeah, the Bees were buzzing last week. And it's really a scenario where the Bees are buzzing because they know they're about to go extinct. It's oh, not because no. they're happy to be alive. Oh, no. It was just one last hurrah before they host Liverpool, who I believe will beat them 4-0. Oh, boy. Really tough. I, because I picked it 4-0, Brentford's probably going to win 2-1. to one. But Liverpool is coming to hijack the hive, to steal your honey, and to leave you as dead as you were before. They're the Asian murder hornet to your American honeybee. Trying to come and bite your head off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lots and lots of uh, good, yeah. <laughs> lots of good there things for that. They are the, I, I won't go into another one. Uh, <laughs> let's see. And then next up, another one which I think will go pretty, pretty much, pretty chocolatey, uh, if I can make a poor adverb. Uh, Burnley hosts Arsenal at Turf Moor. Uh, now, Burnley could really use this one. Uh, do you think they get anything out of this? After the 6-0 thrashing that Arsenal dealt out against West Ham? You know, because Arsenal's Champions League game is on Wednesday, I think they'll probably put out a full side on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I When I was looking at it, I thought maybe they'd put out a weaker side, but I think they go full side. I think Burnley possesses well, like they always do. I think Arsenal ends up winning 3-1. to one. I'm going to actually pick Arsenal to win a match. And hopefully because I do that, they lose. I'm cool with losing that prediction. Ah, but yeah, I mean, Burnley will possess. They'll do that. But I don't think they have any finishing ability whatsoever to beat a team like Arsenal. I see. You're now starting to try to the reverse psychology rather than just instead of uh, uh, what, what, what is it? What is it? Uh, actualizing it. You're now just yeah. trying to reverse psychology, both the Liverpool and Arsenal picks. You're hedging. You're hedging. Um, yeah, I've got this one similar. I think it's a little worse. I think it's 4-1 for Arsenal Ooh. over Burnley because Arsenal's looking really good and Burnley is Burnley. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they looked fine against Fulham, but, you know, it's it's tough being Burnley right now. 
down at 13 points. You're just trying not to drop below Sheffield United uh, at this mm. point. Uh, yeah, not not the worst streak we have going as far as winless is concerned. I'll get to them in a minute. Uh, well, much later. They're, they're late this week. Uh, but I don't have any confidence in, in Burnley. The only yeah, the only saving grace may be that they possess enough that they don't get beaten four one. Uh, that's mm. really all they've got hope for. And then two, Fulham and Aston Villa. Now Fulham is looking better. Uh, uh, the two two draw against Burnley was not good, but they look good against Bournemouth and Aston Villa. You know they're pretty sketchy uh, after after the Christmas break, after that international break. There, rather up and down, and I don't know how much confidence we should have in them at this point. Um, I've got it as a two-two draw for Fulham at home. You've talked about it before that Fulham is really showing out at home this season, and that's kind of what's saving them. I think they get a point here against Aston Villa, who will be disappointed to not get three points. Yeah, I have it as one-one. I think Aston Villa is going to feel like they have to get something. Yeah. They lost three of their last four, and their one win was Sheffield United. But, I mean, lost to Newcastle, Chelsea, Man U. Pretty solid run of games, but they're going to feel like they need to get something out of it. Fulham at home, I can't see them losing to a skidding side like Aston Villa. So, 1-1 one, one draw. Yep, yep. I think that's quite apropos of the situation. Then we go to those Toonies. St. James's Park up in Newcastle. Newcastle versus Bournemouth. How do you think those Newcastle lads do? Yeah, I mean, you know, Newcastle's still dealing with quite a few attacking injuries. Mm-hmm. I mean, Isak is out. Joe Linton is still out. Joe Willick is out. Cedric or Callum Wilson's out. Jacob Murphy's out. Literally... Like their entire starting front line, besides Almiron from the beginning of the season, is currently riding the uh, IR table. So it's going to be up to their defense. I think their defense has been playing well as of late, but Bournemouth does not have as many injuries as they do. And uh, I think Bournemouth takes it two to one. I think they can really they can take it with. I just don't know where Newcastle is going to get their goals. Like, is Chris Wood going to come on smashing him in? I don't think so. I, I don't know. Newcastle's been dealing fine. I mean, they've, they've scored. Uh, they have scored at least two goals in every match this year. Uh, I think it's going back to December 28th was the last time they scored fewer than two. Uh, 26th against Nottingham Forest. Since then, we got two goals. Two goals, three goals, four goals, and three goals. So I actually have it as a 3-1 victory for Newcastle. Being at St. James's Park will help things out. Um, Bournemouth is on... They're on shaky ground recently. I mean, they just lost to Fulham, who was, you know, struggling side themselves. Uh, winless in their last five against... I mean, against decent sides, but their draws... The two draws that they had were to Nottingham Forest and West Ham, and, and uh, Newcastle is better than both of those teams. So I think that they take it three-one um, and uh, tidy up some things. 
take a few more points up towards the top of the table and maybe start to put pressure on Manchester United. I mean, they're keeping pace with them at this point uh, uh, for the past three. Well, they dropped some points there, but they could they could start putting pressure on that fifth place Villa if if Villa's not careful uh, with Manchester United and Newcastle being revitalized here in in recent weeks. Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, this will be the first game without Callum Wilson. So that that, that's the only reason why I think yeah. their goals may not come. But, I mean, yeah, they're they're in good form. So we'll just wait and see. Yeah, and then we move. I don't know in which direction this goes from Newcastle. I think it goes – I think it goes west from Newcastle to Nottingham. But I have no idea off the top of my head. No idea. Uh, <laughs> the city ground, Nottingham Forest and West Ham, my favorite team to pick for because some reason I, I take West Ham. Uh, oh, no, Everton's my worst team. That's right. Everton, I don't feel like they are, but they are. Uh, Nottingham Forest and West Ham. I've got this one. I don't have any confidence in West Ham. Uh, and I don't have any confidence in my picks either. So I've got it as a 2-0 victory for Nottingham Forest. Uh, kicks and giggles mostly. That's what I've got working here. I probably should pick for West Ham because they are the better side. But you know, losing losing your last two matches a combined nine to zero does not instill confidence if you're a person picking for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's going to end one one. I don't have confidence in either of these teams. Yeah. West Ham might be on the worst skid they've been on in. Probably David Moyes' tenure. Actually, there's one time when they almost got relegated. Outside of that relegation <laughs> season, uh, it's been pretty bad. I mean, even going back to, yeah, I, they've just they yeah. lost to Bristol City in they've, the FA Cup, and that game they had their full squad. So it's uh, something's off. I don't think they lose the full three, but I think they draw. Yeah, they've got eight points out of uh, out of the last thirteen matches. For Newcastle. Uh, not for Newcastle, for Nottingham Forest. So that's bad. Uh, just in case you were wondering, that is bad. And somehow they're still top 10. That's how that is. That's for Nottingham, not for West Ham. For, for Nottingham, they're in 16th. Ah. Yeah, for West Ham, West Ham, it's not as bad. Uh, they, they they had that three-game win streak there in, in mid-December. That boosted them up. And then since then, uh, yeah, they're winless in their last five. So not great. But, but yeah, definitely Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest is, is really uh, – uh, they, they really need this one because they are in relegation territory again. They, are only, they only have two points on Everton right now. Um, and, again, Everton could – I don't know how their, their appeal process is going for those ten points. But they could get a get an injection here that saves them. And I said that at the yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago that the only way I think they stay up is if they get some points back. But that that is not something you want to put some money in. You know, you don't want to put your faith in in getting an appeal over uh, to overturn some of the deduction. Uh, but two one. Uh, speaking of no confidence, uh, we move to my Wolves at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, taking on those Spurs, those big old rooster boys. I'm sure people call them that, right? Um, Spurs and Wolves. How how do my boys in gold go? Well, three of the last four times these two teams have played each other, uh, Wolves has gotten the better of Tottenham. So Shocking because right of now. that, I'm going to go 2-2 draw. Because I think Wolves, they're, 
they're a resilient squad. I think they come back, they overcome the loss of Brentford, and they, I think they get a point because they know that they need a point to really stay, not safe, but you, you don't really want to be dropping into 13, 14, 15 range. They want to stay in that 10, 11, 9 range. So I think they, I think they get a point. Tottenham might, uh, might come into this feeling like we're at home, we're definitely going to get the win. So I don't know. Wolves could catch him. I, I would certainly like that. I've got it as a 2-1 victory for Tottenham. You know, I'm actually going to do, do a little – I'm going to pull a mulligan here because I think we have looked better on offense recently um, on the attack. Uh, I think it goes actually 3-2 Wolves. I still have us losing, mm. but I have it being more exciting and maybe maybe there's – and that there's like – there's a lot of action at the last part, both of us pressing for a win because Tottenham – Tottenham does want to keep the pressure on because they are – they've been uh, – let's see. They have – They've only lost once in the last nine. So they, they have been doing well recently. Um, and they're trying to keep pressure and keep in, keep in, uh, keep in reach of the guys up top. Uh, yeah. Liverpool has seven points on them. But it, you got to keep pace with them. And, and with some easy matches for some of the other sides at the top of the table, they need to, they need to convert here against my Wolves, who are more of a mid-table team um, and, and definitely more of a threat than like a Burnley or a Brentford uh, that Liverpool and Arsenal have to play invertedly. Mm. Um, so I think they still get the three points. Also, they're at home. That helps. Uh, then we go to uh, – where are we going? We are going to Manchester – yes, Manchester City versus Chelsea, uh, a, a revitalized Chelsea. So I, I actually do have this one um, as a 3-0 victory. For, for Manchester City, uh, because they're good, uh, and I think that they will. They 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 have certainly been on a tear these past few weeks. Let's see, they've won six in a row, uh, seven out of the last eight, with the only other one being a two-two draw for Man, uh, against Crystal Palace back in when was that? That was on December sixteenth. Their last dropping of points was December 16th against uh, uh, Crystal Palace. And they've got it at home. So I think that the home side helps. I think that Chelsea has a little bit of a letdown after their uh, their their good result against Crystal Palace, their dominant result against Crystal Palace and City. I think I think I think uh, um, we see a more fully fit Erling Holland in this one, and he gets a brace. You know, this has a, the feeling to me of a six to one city win. Okay. And I only say that because our defense is playing much better as far as not leaking in two, three goals. We're mm-hmm. just leaking in one. But, like, I mean, Chelsea has been all over the place. They picked up a couple new injuries. They show their immaturity now that we have Erling Holland and De Bruyne back. Yeah. I really like Chelsea's defense is not good. So it's got, I, it just has that feeling to me that city will get a couple goals early and just run away with it. But again, could be wrong as I often am, as you see the stats, but it's got that feeling. It's got that feeling. Yeah. City, city ha- they haven't put the, put the foot down a lot this season. Like they have in previous ones where they, they hit the accelerator and scream America while they sing scream Manchester or whatever. Uh, 
but they have they have won those matches. They they've let off a little bit. Hopefully, hopefully now that they've got a full side back, they can do a little bit more of that uh, six one victories. Six is a lot, but I could it could happen. It could happen. Then that wraps up the match day for Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Then we move to Sunday with the early match being Sheffield United. And Brighton Hove Albion. They're Bramall Lane and Sheffield. Do Sheffield get anything out of this, do you think? I think Sheffield's going to be riding a high from beating Luton. Mm-hmm. Because they're at home, because Brighton also lost 4-0 to Luton, by deduction, if Sheffield beat Luton 3-1 and Brighton lost 4-0 to Luton, Sheffield's at least going to get a point. So I'm going to go 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Ipso facto, they get a point. I agree. <laughs> uh, I actually also have it as a 2-2 two, two draw for Sheffield United versus Brighton, um, who you can't you can't rely on for anything at this point, Brighton. Um, they are a different team every week, it seems. Losing 2-1 to Tottenham, beating Crystal Palace 4-1, losing to Luton 4-0. And that, that was right after their, their goalless drought there in uh, earlier in January, where they had scored in every match of the season, and they didn't score for I think it was three matches, uh, which is strange yeah. to say the least. So I think Sheffield does get a point out of this, and maybe hold on, let me let me double check here uh, what I've got here. So I think I think that will get them out of twentieth, the first time that they've been out of twentieth. If if results hold, and Burnley doesn't get a point, that will put them. The first time out of 20th since they dropped down there in week 14. So after 11 weeks in last, they maybe could, I mean, not have a breath of fresh air because they're still seven points down from Luton. Um, But, you know, they can maybe start to think about crawling their way back. Uh, Maybe show some resilience. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Speaking of needing some resilience, we've got Luton Town. Taking on, uh-oh, I can't read my own handwriting. What, is that? what does that say? Manchester United. That's Man an United. M. Manchester United. Uh, at Kenilworth Road. Uh, I actually think that Luton takes it two to one. They've, they've been good these past, this past month-ish. Uh, they drew Newcastle four to four, beat Brighton 4-0, the, the 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 Sheffield match was weird because they looked totally discombobulated in it, um, mm. which they had not previously. And I think that Manchester United uh, will, will be feeling their oats, I think is a phrase, uh, and, and take this one for granted. Uh, but Kenilworth Road is a pretty hostile environment for it being so small. Uh, and I think Luton takes it two to one. Yeah, the lights in my room just came on, just like the lights in my head just came on. I think Luton plays well. I think they've been playing more purposeful on the attack for sure. Their defense still hasn't been great, as with a side that's like not an established Premier League team. Manu's been playing very well recently. It's hard for me to not give them the full three points with it being at the fortress that is Kenilworth Road. I think I have to go two two, draw. Because I mean, we've seen we see we've only 
seen a couple of wins at Kenilworth Road. We've seen teams walk in there expecting a win. Some of them have gotten that win, but others have not. So I think it'll be it'll be good. I mean, the fact that Luton is sits seventeenth and their goal difference is only minus twelve is very impressive. So that shows that like yeah. they have not been losing by a lot. So I think I think they have it in them to get a point off a of menu. Yeah, uh, I think that could very well be the case. And then we move to the last match of the weekend, which is actually on Monday, the 19th. Everton hosts Crystal Palace at Goodison Park. Everton winless in their last seven, the worst streak in the league. Uh, Boy, and just not instilling any confidence. How, How do you think they handle Crystal? a diminished Crystal Palace? This feels like the most classic one-to-one game. Mm. I just think both teams aren't very inspired. Both teams have injuries. Both teams are kind of not really wanting to lose. Mm. So they need points. So I don't know. I think they both like maybe Everton first half goal, Crystal Palace second half. But neither team, I think, has the stuff to get the win. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got it as as a three nil victory for Crystal Palace. Um, wow. Yeah, where's this coming from? I think it's coming, I think <laughs> I think it's coming more from Everton uh, giving up the ghost a little bit than than uh, Crystal Palace being very good. Uh, Everton has has really. They had that brief burst back just after the the uh, international break where they won four in a row mm-hmm. between weeks 14 to 17. They have not won since that two wow. nil victory over Burnley. Uh, so, I, and I mean, I don't show any sign of, of that stopping. I mean, they, they, they held their opposing sides goalless in that four game victory. Since then they've conceded two, they've conceded three, three, uh, there was a nil-nil draw they had in there, another nil-nil <laughs> draw, and then two and two. So they've been giving up goals with relative frequency. And I think that Chris Palace just is able to get – I think one of them is a pin. We'll say one of them is a pin, so, you know, wow. nothing crazy. Uh, but I, I do think that Everton loses three. And it gives it gives Crystal a little bit more breathing room. It'll put them, uh, it'll put them eight points up on Everton. Eight points up on on eighteen, and mm-hmm. that will certainly help them calm down a little bit. Uh, but that it'll be interesting. We've got a very tight bottom of the table here, and if they pull off the one point there for Everton, if it stays, uh, if it goes one one your way, I mean, we've got a lot of teams within striking distance of being relegated. As 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 uh, packed as the top of the table is, the bottom of the table kind of mirrors it um, with. Yeah. Especially with that 18th. I mean, we'll see what happens with 19 and 20 because they're both at 13, so a little bit further down. But that 18th spot is is several teams are still in play for that. I mean, the Fulham, depending on how this week goes, may claw their way out of it because uh, they're currently at 29, so a full 10 points clear. Um, but you know, you can drop points fast in, in the Premier League if you're not careful. Uh, but that takes us to the end of match day 25, the week that will be match day 25. Uh, mm. And before we go, 
We do have to get to our trivia question from last week, uh, last episode, not last, well, technically it's, uh, wait, what happened? <laughs> yeah, from earlier this week. That's what's happening. Um, the question was, I, I believe we have a little bit of a follow-up on what the trivia question is, so I'll let you restate we, it before we answer it. We, we have a foible, because my source was not recent. The, the question was, which English team had won the Champions League but not been in the Premier League? The answer was Nottingham Forest. They are, in fact, in the Premier League and have been the last two years. So if you got that one right, you probably didn't because you were looking through the list and you said, I don't know who this could be. Yeah. And and if you recall from the last episode, I was like, boy, I, I would have said – I think I said it in the episode <laughs> that – Boy, that sounds like Nottingham Forest, but they're in the Premier League now. And I think if I believe I said it during the episode, you see see Keegan there do a double take in his list, like uh uh oh, <laughs> because it was, uh, it was a tough one for yeah. me to swallow. Because I'll do better. It I'll was a it, listen two years ago, great trivia question because I had not <laughs> heard of Nottingham Forest before they made their way up to the Premier League. Um, but that is why they have the two stars. If you didn't know. Nottingham Forest is the two stars on their crest because they've won the Champions League twice. As crazy as that sounds, it is true. Uh, But yeah, that is the trivia answer (laughs) for a question we didn't quite ask. Uh, Anyways, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, Hey, if you liked what you heard, if you're still around, why don't you go ahead and drop a like and a subscribe and a comment. Flynn, we did better this week. You're right. Uh, as far as the, the Premier League picks were concerned, Champions League, about par for the course. Uh, we'll see how this weekend goes. As I said, I'm feeling super confident. We're doing better in this uh, recently. So, you know, let's keep it going. But until we're back on the other side of the weekend, uh, why don't you go ahead and grab some coffee, watch some soccer, and we'll see you on the other side. Bye, Yartier.